Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. Hey everyone, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles. I'm your host Marge and I'm here to help you take control of your high life. Welcome back friends, this is episode 20. What? I can hardly believe it. I don't often follow through on a lot of projects that I start. This must mean that I really like what I'm doing. I like talking about edibles. I like hearing from listeners who are enjoying the show as well. And if you're just joining us for the first time, I'm really glad you're here. And if you've been following along for a while, welcome back. It's going to be an action-packed episode. We're going to be talking about Nitrous Green Dragon. I think I mentioned at the end of last week's episode where we did had a couple of listener Q&As. Before we get into that, I'm going to mention my cannabis houseplant has officially officially been pitched. I tossed it in the garbage a few days ago. Brittany, who messaged me about that, said that if I haven't seen anything going on in 7 to 12 days or so, that it was a pretty good sign that nothing was happening. I think I was holding out hope that maybe it was a late bloomer or something like that. But she was right. Thanks for the tips, Brittany. The irony is, of course, is that my husband and I used to grow quite a bit of weed indoors. Could it be I've lost my touch? That's a sad thought. But I'm going to try again. I have, I have one seed available left that I can try. Maybe I'll have to be a little more diligent. Maybe uh, pH my water a little closer or something like that. Or I was pretty disappointed to have to throw that thing out because I just like the idea of having a cannabis houseplant. I don't even care if it buds or not. I mean, how great was that? And, you know, isn't it fun to be able to take, pick off a weed leaf and take a picture with it for various artsy-fartsy shit that you can do? But I don't have to go back to the drawing board for that one. And it could be a while. I mean, we're getting into into the holiday season, aren't we? And I think I jumped the gun a little bit last week when I was talking about Black Friday deals, which are going to be happening this Friday, this coming Friday. When you hear this, it'll be Thursday. I believe it's going to be the American Thanksgiving. So to all my American listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful time with your friends and family. Your Black Friday isn't too nuts and that you do have a chance to perhaps enjoy some edibles, whether you're making them yourself and sharing them with friends. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend and you have lots of tasty food. The Nitrous Green Dragon. I did try it last week. And again, if you need one of these nitrous oxide chargers, which are necessary for making this Green Dragon, perhaps Black Friday, now that it's actually coming closer once you hear this, So some of you may be wondering what kind of whipped cream dispenser I use to make the nitrous green dragon. And that's a great question. I actually spent quite a bit of time on Amazon, which is where I bought mine, looking around. And there's a ton of options, of course, because Amazon has like a billion products in its warehouse or something ridiculous like that. So I spent quite a bit of time. And I mean, the prices were ranging from like 30 bucks all the way up to 150 or more. And they all look pretty similar. What I ended up going with, and I did a little research, 
looked at reviews, and I came up with the ISI Easy Whip Plus Mini One Pint. So that will hold two cups of any alcohol that you want to infuse. It also does a wonderful job on whipped cream, if that's what you're going to use it for too, which you could put infused cream into it and then whip it and have that to add on top of of drinks. I'll probably be doing that as well because if you want to have a little infused something or other in your hot chocolate or whatever, it would work really well for that. It's really easy to use. These things are pretty idiot proof. I also went with the brand because you have to get the nitrous chargers are separate. I went with the ICO Impeccable Culinary Objects 50 piece N2O cream chargers, 8 gram. And bear in mind when it says 50 piece, each charger is one time use only. So once you use it, you recycle it. They came in boxes of 10 and 100 as well. So I'm giving this to you so that you don't have to spend all that time looking around on Amazon like I did. I did the work for you. You're welcome. The ISI Easy Whip Plus was sort of a mid-range one. The chargers I have found are pretty standard. Most of them, I think, will work with almost any of the whipped cream dispensers that you buy. My only caveat I would mention is when I, you know, when you're scrolling down on Amazon, it'll say frequently bought together and you have the whipped cream dispenser plus the chargers because obviously that's what people are buying together. When I first, I was just, oh, I'll just add that to my cart. I got an email saying the charger was coming in like two days and the whipped cream, dis- and or sorry, the whipped cream dispenser was coming in like two days and the chargers were coming in like three or four weeks. And I thought, well, that's obviously not going to work. They weren't prime. I have an Amazon prime account and these were not prime eligible. So I actually had to go back and cancel the order and then add to my cart ones that were going to arrive in the shorter amount of time so that I would get them both together, which I did. So just watch for that. Now, I was ordering from the Amazon Canada site. I'm assuming these brands are probably available in the United States as well if you're listing there or elsewhere. Um, So prices and availability may differ a little bit, but I have used the the whipped cream dispenser a few times now. One, obviously, to do the Green Dragon and also for just some basic whipped cream and it works really well. It's all stainless steel. The cap on it is plastic, but it's a really uh, solid plastic. It's not cheap feeling. doesn't feel like it's going to break or anything like that. So I'm pretty happy with it so far. I haven't used it too much, but a nice little addition to the repertoire. These types of things you can probably also buy, I would imagine, at a restaurant supply store. If you go that route, you could probably ask some knowledgeable staff about uh, if you had different questions. And you could probably also get them at like good home furnishing stores or like kitchen stores. I'm not really sure, but Amazon's a pretty safe bet. I think price-wise also, the bigger they are, the more expensive they get too. You really don't need a big one. Two cups of alcohol to do Green Dragon is quite a bit. And yes, you do have to take it and put it on the stove for another hour, but it's a pretty short period of time and it's not too time-consuming to do that kind of thing. So as far as preparation process, two cups is plenty. So unless you really think you'll be infusing tons of alcohol over the holidays, and who knows, maybe you are, you're going to get into more pricey units the bigger you get. The two cup one, I think, is quite fine. So that's what I found. It had good reviews. I've been happy with it. And I can safely recommend them 
both. The ISI Easy Whip Plus and the ICO Impeccable Culinary Objects 50-piece cream chargers. So I hope that helps. And the recipe specifically in the book that I'm using, the Bong Appetit book, said to use mezcal. Mezcal? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It is a earthier version of tequila, from what I understand. They're both made from 100% agave, but they're distilled differently, uh, produced differently from the same plant, but the processes and everything is different. In my neck of the woods, there are not as many choices when it comes to purchasing mezcal. There's all kinds of different tequilas. I was limited at the one liquor store that I went to, to one mezcal, or maybe it was two. I can't remember. The second, I didn't buy it right away. The second store I went to didn't carry it at all, the one closest to my house. So that was a little disappointing, but perhaps it was for the best because at the first store that I went to, it was $90 a bottle, folks. 90 bucks. And that seems like a lot of money to spend. I'm not even a tequila drinker. I didn't buy it. At $90 a bottle, I got all kinds of other things I can spend my money on this time of year. That's not a problem. One of my daughter's birthdays is coming up. My sister's birthday is coming up. Christmas is coming up. There is no shortage of ways for me to spend my money. And I had already bought this night, this heat tolerant whipped cream dispenser and nitrous oxide canisters in order to infuse this nitrous drink green dragon. So there was really no need for me to spend any more money on uh, top shelf liquors. And I happen to have some vodka in my cupboard. So that's what I used instead. Again, you can use whatever you want, really. I mean, if you're not a tequila drinker, why use why use a fancy mezcal? I hope I'm saying that right. Otherwise, I'm going to sound pretty dumb. But So use what you have on hand. And the funny thing is, when I went through some of the, the cocktails in the book that they suggest, which they're all infusing with this nitrous, this nitrous method, methodology, a lot of them were not even using mezcal. They were using whiskey. They were using nitrous oxide infused gin. So you can use whatever it is you have on hand. Yeah, there was a lot of recipes for gin. There was, let's see what else we have here. I have the book open right here in front of me. Brandy for making sangria. A Blanco tequila. So nice white tequila. A lot of these recipes didn't even call for the mezcal. One of them did. So there are certainly ways to do this. You don't necessarily have to go out and spend that kind of money unless you really want to or you want to add something like that to your your liquor cabinet. Because it was sort of a multi-step process. A lot of alcohols I've done, I've infused alcohol sort of the old-fashioned way uh, where you can let it sit for a while on your countertop. Uh, that can take quite some, that's a slower process where you're putting everything into the, into the jar, the alcohol and, and your flour, dried decarb flour and all that kind of stuff. You almost end up with more of a tincture and these tinctures are way stronger as far as taste goes. That's what I used to try making those gummies a while back and they tasted horrible. Uh, the tincture, I can, I can make that in my magical butter machine as well. It's very medicinal tasting. So if you're wanting to make a nice cocktail with that, obviously it's not the best choice for using because the taste is, it's not good. And there's no way to mask that taste. The tincture, I, we have one that we use for all kinds of different things. You drop it under your tongue, you cringe. Just picture me cringing right now as it, it really stings. And of course they want you to take it under the tongue because it gets into your blood vessels faster. It's, it's a more immediate a more immediate way to take it but yeah it doesn't taste good at all so you so this 
way is going to produce a much better infused alcohol if you're using it for non-medicinal purposes. You don't have a headache you're trying to get rid of or hangover. I have used it for hangovers too, actually. But anyway, so essentially you put your, it suggested two cups of of mezcal. I used vodka, like I said, because that's what I happened to have in the cupboard. It's been sitting up there for a while. I figured I might as well use it. It suggested three grams of dried flour. I used three grams of decarbed dried flour. You put it into the the whipped cream dispenser to force infuse it with the nitrous. So essentially, if you were using this as a regular whipped cream dispense, dispenser, and I've never used one of these things before. I've always just bought like either whipped cream myself if I wanted some whipping cream or you buy the canisters from the grocery store that are under pressure this is essentially doing the same thing at home so if you make your whipping cream you just put your heavy cream into the dispenser you put this nitrous it it force whips it because you give it a shake it whips it for you and then it holds that whip for a few days so you can keep it in your fridge or whatever and then when you want to use it you press the button and it comes out just like just like the stuff you'd buy at the store. It's kind of cool. I, I digress though. You're putting your cannabis flour and your chosen alcohol that you're going to use in the nitrous oxide, or I keep saying nitrous oxide, in the heat tolerant whipped cream dispenser. Then you put one of these nitrous oxide, they're like tiny little canisters. Honestly, I was kind of surprised when I got it because again, I hadn't used one of these things before. You buy the night you buy the whipped cream dispenser and then you also have to buy a box of these chargers or these nitrous oxide little canisters. They look like miniature helium, like the like miniature helium canisters. So things you use to blow balloons, only these are tiny. You get this box, it's a pretty heavy box for its size. You open it up, they look like these tiny little canisters. You you put it into the um the slot where it's supposed to go, you force this nitrous into the canister, you give it a really good shake, and then you remove that. You take all your cannabis and your alcohol out of the dispenser because you're not you're not whipping it up or you can't anyway, but you let it sit for a few minutes. You vent out this pressurized gas, you stir the, the liquid, let it sit for a minute. The next step decarboxylates the weed liquor making it potent as well as cannabis flavored so it's again like I said it's a two-step process you take your alcohol weed mixture you put it in a canning jar all right and sorry about that we got a little telephone call there that I was not expecting so we'll see if that whole thing's probably gonna have to get cut out but it really did fuck with my flow anyway where was I so basically you're taking the alcohol weed mixture out of the nitro, uh, I keep wanting to say nitrous oxide thing, out of the whipped cream dispenser, you're putting it into a jar and you're putting that jar into a stock pot with water. This is like you do with a whole lot of other infusions that you're familiar with. You're going to bring it to a boil and then let it simmer for about an hour, checking the water levels every now and then to add more water if too much of it boils off or whatever, but it shouldn't be too much of a problem in only an hour and you're just simmering it. You're going to do that for an hour, then you're going to take the jar out and you're going to strain when it's cooled off a little bit. You don't need to do it when it's when it's fresh out of the pot. When it's cooled off a little bit, you can strain it with a fine mesh strainer and a little cheesecloth. Or if you have some kind of um, bag you use for making nut milks or things like that, that can work too. 
I actually used the strainer that came with my magical butter machine. So there's a few different methods. You just want to get out all of, strain out all of the, the flour product that's in the alcohol because you obviously don't want that floating around in the drinks that you make. And then you can store it in a cool, dark place for up to six months. Use it sparingly. The combined effects of alcohol and cannabis can be intense, as you probably already know, but it's always nice to remind people that a little goes a long way. Alcohol has its own separate effects, so when you're adding cannabis, you do want to be cautious. And the recommended serving size typically is one and a half ounces in any cocktail. So that's not a lot. So if you're making cocktails, you may even want to infuse just maybe if you're using a half ounce of your your green dragon. Maybe if you want to have more than one cocktail, maybe you make a half ounce instead of a full ounce or something like that so you can enjoy more or skip the infused alcohol if you're having multiple cocktails because you just don't want to overdo it. It's pretty easy to do too this time of year when the holidays are happening and you're with friends and family and the drinks are flowing. Just err on the side of caution. A whole cup would be, a quarter cup is about 10 milligrams according to this. Of course, results may vary depending on a whole wide range of factors as I'm sure you also know. A quarter cup, I believe, is two ounces. If my conversions in my head that I'm trying to do right now, that's not happening that great. It's been one hell of a week, guys. There's been a lot going on. So yeah, a quarter cup is about 10 milligrams. So just keep that in mind. Use sparingly, but enjoy. Now, I did taste it even right before this show just to see because it did say that this force infusion of alcohol would create a gorgeous, transparent emerald booze that actually tastes really good you know, this emerald green, I was really looking forward to seeing this, this interesting emerald green, which kind of remind me of like an absinthe. Mine did not turn out emerald green at all. It looked more like, hmm, how would I describe it? Like a swamp green, a muddy water green, Lake Ontario on a late November day green, that something along those lines. So not really the color I was expecting or hoping. But I had a sip and it was actually quite nice. I had a sip right before this podcast, just a teeny tiny one, because I do have other things to do today before I, you know, I can't be, uh, I can't be doing that shit midway in the afternoon. But I had a sip and it was actually quite nice because it sort of tempers the strong taste of the vodka. It does have a, a green, like the earthy cannabis flavor to it, but it's also tempered by the alcohol. So it was a, it was actually a pretty nice mix. I was rather impressed because again, I've tried the tinctures. I've tasted those tinctures and they're pretty god awful, but this was quite lovely. So the technique does in fact produce an alcohol that tastes pretty decent, but you can use it again to force infuse any alcohol. And there's quite a few, I think I'm going to be trying some whiskey next because there's a lot of Oh, and rum, actually, a couple warming drinks that I'd like to try that I think would be lovely as a nightcap on these uh, cold winter nights that we're dealing with right now. But the drink I'm going to be making tonight when I get home, I have to go out tonight. And for my nightcap, what I'm going to try is Jet Chamber. And it's a recipe in this book, the Cannabis Cocktails, Mocktails, and Tonics that I picked up. And I was pretty excited to find this vodka infused beverage that sounded quite nice 
And of course, why wouldn't it sound nice? It's actually raining here today and really cold and damp. I don't know if I'd rather the snow actually, because all the snow that we had has long since melted. It sounded just what I needed for a cold, lousy weather day this evening. So you're basically taking just an ounce of the infused vodka that I used, a little bit of coconut milk, some ice, this spice blend, uh, seltzer water. I'm assuming that's the same as sparkling water, as we like to say in Canada, and three drops of aromatic bitters. I happen to have bitters in my cupboard too, so I was pretty excited to see that. I did have to Google the blend of Thai, the Thai spice blend, but there's all kinds of recipes on there. So I'm I'm going to see how that affects me as far as an alcohol. It's sort of a test to see the effects that you get from that. So I might be trying that instead of a cookie tonight. Because I thought I'd run out of edibles recently. I mean, not totally run out. I always have something going on in the cupboard. And I was thinking I'm going to have to make something. And I do like the alcohol, but I don't always want to drink at night. I'm trying to drink less, not more. Because Lord knows you can drink your face off for the whole month of December. But I was hoping to try this instead because I was out of edibles unless I wanted to start eating uh, coconut oil off the spoon and lo and behold I reached into my bag that I was getting out this is a bag I hadn't used in a couple days and I had a two pack of cookies in there because I package up my cookies as some of you know from listening to earlier episodes I package them up in these like heat uh, heat seal stay fresh bags that are good for the environment because they're biodegradable and they make make it real. They look really nice when you're giving them to people. But sometimes, if I'm traveling or I'm, you know, going to be out and about, it makes it easy to just pop them in your bag when you want to go somewhere. And I'd forgotten I'd put them in there, and I was just like, "Oh, happy day!" So I found those the other night, which was really great. But I don't want to eat a cookie tonight. I want to try this jet chamber out of this book. So I'll let you know how the combined effects of alcohol, cannabis, go. Because, I mean, I often will eat a cookie and have a glass or two of wine, which can have some pretty noticeable effects as a combination. This is a little different. I don't typically drink vodka, but I really like the sound of the coconut milk with the Thai Thai spice blend. And again, like I mentioned, the weather here sucks today. So something warm to, to sip by the fire. Well, I don't have a fire, but maybe I can put that, uh, what's that Netflix thing? You can put on that Netflix uh, show that is essentially just a fireplace. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. I'll turn that on tonight and sip my my warm beverage by the fake fire. Close enough. So what I'm also thinking, I'm thinking a lot about cocktails because we are getting into that season where people are, are doing cocktails. I'm thinking I might be trying a mulled wine. I made mulled wine last year for Christmas and it was delightful. And I don't know if it was the nice spices and the warm wine, which normally would sound pretty gross, but putting have like this mulled wine in a crock pot where you can just come over and ladle in more. Whew. Imagine if, I guess you'd have to keep the infusion pretty low for that because you could really fuck some people up doing that. But I'm excited this year because we are doing our family dinner. Every year we'd usually do a family dinner where we host both sides of the family, my side, his side. Some years it's been a lot of people in our house. I usually cook a big ass turkey and we do all this stuffing. And sometimes because it's two sides of the family, there were a couple of years. I have since stopped, since stopped doing this because sometimes it's just like, come on, it's getting a little crazy. I would have two types of dressing, two types of gravy two types of this and that because like one side of the family liked their gravy more more thicker and the other side liked it thinner and like you know it starts to get a little nuts and these family gatherings were starting to get really enormous and it was a lot of work 
We've pared it down a little bit in recent years, and this year we're going to be hosting it a few days before Christmas to help try and accommodate as many people as we can because it gets so busy. So it's going to be a few days before Christmas, and we're having it at uh, one of our daughter's restaurants. So it's going to be all done out of the house. And I mean, obviously, there's still going to be a lot of work and clean up and all that kind of thing, but I don't have to worry about cleaning up the house or anything. But because it's all extended family, for just our immediate family, I am hoping to do a whole infused Christmas dinner. I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet. I have this other small bites for the Modern Cannabis Kitchen edibles book that I bought that has a lot of like nice things that would be wonderful appetizers. And some of these cocktails, some of the the Bon Appetit book has some nice items in there that would be lovely for an infused dinner. So just thinking about putting that all together in such a way so that you end up at the end of the dinner, maybe with a really light buzz, uh, super relaxed, you know, you don't want anybody to be getting too high. So you have to keep the dosing really, really light. But I'm pretty excited to try that out. Anyway, I've droned on for long enough. You guys have been very patient with me today. I do try and keep these episodes relatively short. And I know this one's getting a little long. Consider finding me on the socials at Bite Me Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Minds, Pinterest, whatever. It's all I'm all there. And consider shooting me an email if you have any questions, queries, feedback, stories, whatever it is. I love getting email, bitemepodcast.fastmail.com. That would be wonderful too. So I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend coming up. And I'm going to end this with a shout out to Johnny who emailed me this week, who is an aspiring edibles chef. Lord knows we need more people like Johnny in the world. Thanks for emailing me, Johnny. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Bye.